Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, the podcast for anyone that needs a friend. There you go. That's an old, old statement. Anyway, we're uh, still working along in our um, in our Bible study version of the podcast. We've got exciting things coming with uh, uh, another uh, venture that we're going to be on uh, that we all share with you soon. Um, in the meantime, we're going to push on with our Bible study, uh, and we're looking at the issue of identity. The the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Why, Nick? Because uh, he, he loves, loves us, us and yeah. he wants a real, he wants a relationship with us. Wants to have a relationship with us. So we believe this is a book that was written for connection, and we are we are looking for the Holy Spirit to speak to us in the area of identity, identity, um, and um, you know who the only guy, or the only person in the history. Now I'm talking about the history of the world who actually knew who he really was, was, or she knew. Tell me. Who? Je- Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it was Jesus. Jesus did. He knew who he was, and, and no one ever had to tell him who he was. He knew it. And, uh, and identity is a big deal for us, identity, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And we get identities from different parts of our lives or things people have told us. So we're just going to go through this Bible, uh, these Bible verses, and we're going to look for identities. Yep. And Looking for identity messages. Messages, that's yep. right. What it has to do. Where are we starting at? Uh, well, last time, last episode, we talked about this uh, uh, prophetess, Anna, the one who was, mm. um, she was, uh, 80, what, was 84 years old? 84 years old, and she never left the temple, and she came up to Mary and Joseph right when they were dedicating Jesus and, um, and spoke about him. And so we did... Uh, <clears throat> an interesting uh, episode about old being an identity. Oh, wow. Uh, and now I think we'll pick up in verse 39 of Luke chapter 2, and we're just going to keep working through, and we're looking for identity, and wherever the Holy Spirit stops us, we'll stop. I may see something with identity. Ron may see something with identity. We both may not see something with identity as we read, and you see something. So nothing's solid here. We're just going to, wherever it leads... I know I said that last time. You said no. The Bible is... Uh, you said there's nothing factual. Right, whatever. Okay. okay. So. All right. So when Mary, when Joseph... So look, Joseph and Mary have just experienced the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. Um, and they uh, have, have taken the child to Jerusalem to have him dedicated according to the law. And uh, they are now uh, getting ready to return to Galilee, to their own hometown, it says in verse 39, Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord. They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is Jesus talking about. Mm. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. 
when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. Wow. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. I guess so. Yeah. Why? Listen to this. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Wow, that's quite uh, a story there. Quite a story. So, any identity messages in here that you pick up on? I don't know if this has to do with identity, but I'll just give this out, and you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the one line that stuck out to me is, they were astonished when they heard him okay and the only thing that 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 is coming to my memory is uh and i won't name any particular children but i've seen my kids in one way or another doing something that they've been working on and i was actually astonished okay they live with me i know them i see them i see the good bad not cleaning their rooms, whatever, whatever it is. And I see them in a different setting, and I'm astonished of uh, of what they've accomplished or their capabilities in doing something. And I just think about, you know, I had the wrong reading on who they were. You know, they, there was something. I'll just talk to you about my son, oh, the one that's working for the government in an agency, three-letter agency, I'm not supposed to say. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and I'm astonished. Because uh, my expectations of where he may have gone in life was not, you know, where I thought. I had given maybe I had given him an identity that wasn't probably true. But anyway, that that just really hit me. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with identity um, or identities that we put on people that aren't true. Or uh, well, what do you think it would have been like to uh, be Mary and Joseph <laughs> and to know that? Um, you've been given the Messiah, and uh, and now you're raising the Messiah. What what do you think that would look like? They know it's they know that yeah. it's a miraculous birth. Yeah. They know that you know he's not like other kids. But I'm sure that I mean the 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 amazing thing about Jesus is how normal he is. Like for thirty years, basically, this is all you. This is the only thing you hear in the thirty between yes. now and and you know him showing up on the scene to publicly minister. This is there's thirty years. This is the only time he's going to show up in that thirty years. Now, what a normal life that is. There's no. It wasn't like he was preaching to Joseph and Mary every morning about God. No, I, it I, didn't sound I, like as that. As far as I can tell, <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like. He was a normal Jewish boy. Yeah. Um, but here he is. 
here here he here he is and they um come upon him teaching the, teaching the elders yeah uh and, and and answering and asking questions um i don't know I, it's it it's one of those things about about jesus that you huh. have to fit together that this jesus identity that him being god uh didn't stop him from growing up and and growing into his identity it's it's strange because you go okay he's he's completely god right and completely man yeah he he is completely god and completely man but a, a man as, as a baby is not grown up into a full man uh so he has to grow his body grows it isn't like it just like he he did the uh what is that the benjamin button yeah. um no he actually was a baby then a toddler then a you know then all these stages and this is a stage of life where he's 12 years old it's actually the only one you get um it's a hard thing to fit in your head. It's almost too normal. Well, it's also like, okay, did, is it, it blows your entire theology if Jesus sins. Sin, S-I-N? Yeah. So, when he doesn't leave town with everybody else, and he stays in the temple, and three days they come. Now, I lost my son one day. At uh, some kind of a putt putt place, used to be out in Greenbrier. Um, he went walking off, decided he wanted to go play putt putt by himself or whatever. I can't remember how old he is. He's maybe six, seven years old ish. Um, not of the age where I want him walking around by himself unless I know, you know, where he is and what he's doing. And um, when I realized that all of a sudden he's not with me I, I lost it man i'm like okay i i'm trying to be one person at three different exits you know to make sure no one's leaving with my son i mean, i'm just i'm i'm losing it i'm 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 really in a panic um and and i i guess it probably took me uh, i'm going to say less than a, less than 30 minutes to find him probably more like 15 cuz i was sprinting around in this place and I found him, and I can tell you this, I was a very unhappy guy mm-hmm. when I found him. And I, and I was also pretty convinced that um, what he had done was a sin. <laughs> you know, you don't leave your dad mm-hmm. without telling him that you're leaving. Um, you, you follow my, my I, logic? Absolutely. So these guys have been looking for Jesus for three days. And... You you lost. Wait a second. You lost. You lost the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I thought you had the Messiah. Yeah. No, I thought this is not like Kevin in Home Alone. This is like the Messiah of the world has gone missing. He was given to you. Now you guys can't find him. There's a lot of tension yeah. in this. Yeah, it's almost an impossible task that that Joseph and Mary has. Honestly. I mean, you, just exactly what you just said. He was the Messiah. And I'm just reading it right now. And it says, it didn't say Joseph, okay? It says, 
and his mother said to him, now you got to understand, she has a unique relationship with him because she was probably breastfeeding them. She was changing the diapers. She was, I mean, there's a motherly instinct there. And she goes, his mother said to him, son, why have you, I mean, has your mother ever, why are you treating me like this? I'm sure, you know, you may not get the context in the words. Why have you treated me like this? Okay. I think it would be a little bit more hotter than that. Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. That sounds too pretty. After three days, I mean, you lost your son for how long? <laughs> 15 minutes. Okay. This is three days, and they're freaking out. And the word is anxiously. Okay. I don't know what the real word was, but man, why are you treating me like this, Jesus? I mean, me and your father have looked all over thick and thin for you. And now they're like a little upset with the Messiah. <laughs> oh, I think they're really angry. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I think that's in it. I think that, that this is this is a kind of a little sanitized. Yes, it's very, um, to me it, version of it. Uh, I don't know what the original, you know, language you're saying. You can't uh, probably can't translate yeah, that. Right. Get it into words. Um, but as parents, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, like this. So, so you. But your son's not the Messiah either. Yeah, your son's not the Messiah. No, my son's not. My son's not the Messiah. <laughs> no. He's a great kid. <laughs> no. Shout out to Caleb. Uh, shout out to Caleb. Um, but but uh, this is interesting. Look, he, the the people that he's teaching are amazed and astonished yeah. uh, at his at his level of understanding. Okay. His parents are, are astonished and anxious over his lack of concern about where they've been. Like, this is, so Jesus is 12 years old, and he's completely Jesus. And again, what the contention is, he knows who he is, and everything in the story has to move around his identity, not the other way around. So you can have your offended mother self, and let's just say, I know you moms out there, you guys got PhDs in guilt, and you know how to make people feel guilty. Um, that's probably not a nice thing to say, but you, you moms know how, how that feels. And this feels very much like, how could you do this to me? Uh, Jesus doesn't respond uh, out of shame, guilt, or fear because he doesn't have any. Um, and he answers exactly in this manner. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? And what he's saying is, look, I am your son, but before I'm your son, I'm God's son. And that's the proper order to keep things in here. Wow. And so while, while this doesn't appear to be working for you and your view of who I am, it's perfectly in line with who God says that I am. And let, let's just oh, let's just say this about the God identity. When you act in your God identity, it doesn't mean your mama's going to be happy with you. It doesn't mean your dad is going to be happy with you. It doesn't mean that uh, people, other relationships, are going to line up exactly the way that you know they think that they ought to. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you got to get used to it. Look, I'm a disruptive wow. teacher. My identity is disruptive teacher. When I'm when I'm being who I am, I, I, I by by who I am, who I'm made to be, I disrupt and I teach, 
and that's not always comfortable for people and it puts people it, it sometimes puts people off and I understand this not everyone's gonna get me like right here um, mm. his mom and his own mom and dad don't get him they don't get him right now which is and, and Jesus I don't think you can read to the end of this. And I used to read it and go, well, after this, look, he, then he went down to Nazareth and he was obedient. In other words, he wasn't obedient, but now he is obedient. That's not true. He was never disobedient. He was never disobedient to them. That had nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, it, it was Jesus being Jesus. Uh, they were the ones who had to adjust to who was living in their house. And that's the way it is for you. If, if you if you invite Jesus into your house, you're going to have to adjust to who he is. I, I want to focus a little bit on what you were saying about sometimes your identity is not matching with what maybe your family or friends are, are expecting. Just a real quick thing on, I was watching Shark Tank, and there was this Indian girl that was had a product and a business that she was doing. And she had gone to medical school and dropped out of medical school. And this was her testimony. She says, you know, my father's a doctor. My mother's a doctor. My two brothers are doctors. My other sister is a doctor. I was supposed to be a doctor. And I could be a doctor. I had the brains, but that's not who I want to do. I want, I had this desire, blah, 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 blah. And so she's crying in the middle of that, okay? I'm just very interested about sometimes God is leading your children or maybe even you and your spouse doesn't get it leading into a direction that is causing conflict and man you're in a you're in a hot spot here like you're feeling god is leading you to this job or situation or result of what whatever and there's a conflict here hmm. i mean well it's a it's it's a warning to us parents too it's like you you, you uh look at who look at who god gave you as a child and understand that they have a God. They have a God in it, just like Jesus did. And it's not exactly the same, but it's it kind of is. Like your children, they are your children, but they're God's children first. Oh my goodness! And that them hearing and knowing who they are from God is more important than than them being obedient to you and what you think they ought to be. Now that sounds very subversive, and I know your parents. Are, like I'm not talking about a three year old here. All right. And and that's interesting. The story is like, no, Jesus is 12, which right here he's on the verge of manhood as far as Judaism is concerned. I believe like the bar mitzvah would be 13. I think that's where you become a man. So he's right on the verge of, of manhood here. Someone will correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, but very clearly it says in verse 50, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Now, that is uh, that is going to happen. Both think about it both ways, and we'll I mean we'll just maybe add some closing thoughts here. Number one, being who you are in Christ doesn't mean that people are going to understand you. And number two, uh, just because you have a special relationship with someone, and you think that they ought to act in a in a certain way according to that relationship, whether it be a spouse, whether it be uh, a uh, your your own father and mother, your children. Um, th- you have to leave room for people to hear from the Holy Spirit and act upon the name that God has given them, and that's the only way that 
uh, we can be authentic, which is where, where, what we're looking for, your authentic identity. I'm going to add one more. Th- and just because God has told you to do something or you believe he's leading you somewhere does not give you the right to be disrespectful to those that don't see the vision or the, the, the direction, okay? Um, you, you got me? Oh, you just don't understand me. You don't know where God's, I mean, you have to. Right, well, Jesus doesn't react that way. He doesn't. He's very gentle. The next one, it says, yeah. then he goes to Nazareth with them and he was obedient to them. Right. He didn't, he, he, he didn't have the, look, if you know who you are, you don't have to punch somebody in the face who doesn't know who you are. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there.